welcome back to another daily walk and today we want to talk about common grace this is something that came up in one of the hebrew studies and somebody said hey can you do a deeper dive on this sure i need an idea for a daily walk anyway so let's go ahead and jump on into the idea the concept of common grace in the christian life now, overall, the concept of common grace, this refers to the grace that is given to the whole world, regardless of its stance with Christ. Now, we find similar trends. We find a general call, an effectual call. A general call goes out to the whole world, an effectual call is explicitly for the believers. Well, common grace is very much like it. So in specific grace, the grace delivered to a Christian specifically, the, the uh, specific grace would mean that a person, when they come to Christ, have the full measure of grace. Now, some people take grace too far, and we've talked a little bit about grace going too far on this channel. Uh, just as a brief summary, some people think that the fact that we are in this New Testament era is a time of grace, and thus they say that because we're in the New Testament era and this time of grace, that we can do whatever we want, and because grace is, you know, we're under grace. Now, what happens when you take this idea is you can get to this view that is called antinomianism. In other words, against the law, anti-against nomian law. So against the law, whereby you start to say there's no enforcement of rules, laws, or commandments, or anything on us as Christians. Well, that's not a principle that is taught in the scriptures. But we're not gonna, we're not here to talk about that specific point today. Uh, grace, of course, defined in, in more specific grace would basically mean that grace bridges the gap between what we were able to do on our current walk with Christ and sanctification and what the standard of God is. As we live our lives, the mark of a Christian is to become sanctified, become more and more and more like Christ as we are going through our life. That is an important principle that we have to keep in mind. Now, Moving from specific grace onto the realm of common grace, this is the type of grace that is given to all of society, regardless of whether or not Christ is actually in the life of the people. And so there's a lot that we can say about common grace. Of course, the biggest, most fundamental question is, does it rain on the good and the bad alike? You've probably heard that expression. Well, that's actually from the Bible, from Mark, uh, excuse me, that's Matthew uh, chapter 5, verses 44 and 45. I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you so that you may be sons of your Father who is in heaven. For he causes his son to rise on the evil and the good alike and sends rain on the righteous and on the unrighteous. So that's what we find Matthew says about that individual topic. Now, if we go back up a little bit, uh, a little bit previous in the book of Matthew, we'll find a little bit more about common grace and how common grace is mediated to the wicked world. Now, there's a number of ways. One of these is God actually actively works. We know that God actively works because the human heart is deceitfully wicked. This is what Jeremiah 17, 9 says. The heart is deceitfully wicked above all things who can know it. Our hearts are so wicked that if God did not have restraining force, the world would have destroyed itself by now. 
but God keeps some people from some sins in some ways. This is what the purpose of the conscience is. The conscience is God's expression of common grace upon you. So before you do something really stupid or really bad, you will usually get some tingling about it. Now you get sociopaths, psychopaths, don't have the conscience. You get some people who have worn their conscience down over the course of their life of sin. This is where the Holy Spirit re-enters us, convicts the world of sin, John 16, and as he convicts the world of sin, it amplifies that conscience back in our hearts and in our minds. So we would, as people, have destroyed ourselves if God and the Holy Spirit did not already restrain evil. But we as Christians also have an implicit role in common grace in our world. And we find from Matthew 5, 13 through 16, You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt has become tasteless, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor does anyone light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on the lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house." Let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. This is an expression of common grace, particularly the salt of the earth. The salt is a preservative. This is why beef jerky is meat that you buy at room temperature on the grocery store shelf that has been there since who knows how long. Okay, because salt, it's so salty. Salt is a preservative, and as a preservative, it keeps the culture good and clean and perfect. This is where we have an expression of common grace as preservatives in the culture. This is why we should get involved in politics and in other areas around the world so that we can spread the heart, the thoughts, the minds of the Christian into the world. Because this is the expression of common grace through us, through spreading this, through sharing this in the world. So the fact of the matter is that through this means, we also find that we are sanctified through those Christians. There is a statement on marriage that Paul gives us in 1 Corinthians chapter 7 at verse 14. And in this, this is a discussion on marriage. It says here, For the unbelieving husband is sanctified through his wife, and the unbelieving wife is sanctified through her believing husband. For otherwise your children would be unclean, but now they are holy. So even the unbeliever is sanctified in many good ways by the blessings carried down to God or from God to the believers. This is a statement that we find that the common grace parries through our world through the Christians. So it works through God, it works through Christians, and it serves the purpose of bringing good to all people, irregardless of if they are saved or if they are not. And we have to exercise the common grace elements here. We have to learn to love all people. And in Psalm 145 at verse 9, we read, The Lord is good to all, and his mercies are over all of his works. 
That all is people, it, redeemed people or unredeemed people. And I want to close out with a little story about where common grace can fit or not. I, I'm in the middle of writing my testimony story right now. So of course, if you'd like to jump in on the beta reading and you're watching this video right about the time it's released, we're opening that up. Just send me an email or contact me any of the ways that you know to contact me and uh, I will go ahead and get you on that list. But uh, I tell one of the stories in there about the, the times in juvenile delinquency. You know, I'm, I'm arrested, not because I was actually doing anything wrong. I was just with people doing the wrong things, and I didn't turn them in. So, therefore, I'm now an accomplice. And so, I go out and I go down and do the, to the fire station, do my community service. And what I find is that these firemen, these grown people... They are the rudest and the crudest and the cruelest people you could ever find in your life. And what I discovered about this is if maybe if more people involved in the justice system for minors would actually exhibit a little bit of common grace rather than just treat everybody that comes in like a perpetual criminal, then maybe we might actually clean things up. But what happened is I'd go in there and I'd be cleaning. I'm sentenced to 10 hours of community service. So I go in to start cleaning the fire engines and the firemen were, they were the rudest, nastiest people ever. I mean, if they came in and, and talk to you about what you're doing wrong and, you know, find out a little bit more about you and give you your task, give you your work, then I'll tell you, a whole lot of people would turn around and probably not do as much stuff. But then what happens in our situation is we get in there and they're the crudest, nastiest people, the vilest of all people. They're sitting there reinforcing how bad and horrible and stupid and criminal we are. And then all that seems to happen is I look at this just going, man, I understand now why more people get hardened when you go to jail, get hardened when you go to juvie, get hardened when you get sentenced to community service because the people are just nasty. But if those people simply exhibited a little bit of common grace, loving all people, because even the juvenile delinquents need to have a little bit of love, even the rebellious kids you need to get them. You need to give them some reason to not completely turn against this world. I'm reminded as I'm recording this of one other scene I'm going to talk about in a movie, and then we'll wrap this up. This is from the movie called The War. If you haven't seen the movie called The War, I think it's in 1994. I think um, Elijah Wood, before he was like you know grown up, and Kevin Costner's in the film. Very excellent film on the war. And there's this, uh, it's set in the what, 60s, late 60s, down, down in Mississippi. And so there's some racial tensions. There's some, um, um, uh, some like high society, low society tensions, uh, warring factions inside of each other. And there's the bully kids, the, the two younger kids of the bully family. They're sitting there mocking the kid when they're at the fair and, you know, the father, uh, played by Kevin Costner, picks up some cotton candy to take home to the wife and the daughter who are not on this trip to the to the fair. And so the kids start mocking them and he walks over and they're like, you kind of see that they're expecting to get slapped because that's what they would get from home. And he reaches out and he hands them each their cotton candies uh, that was originally a gift. And this is a poor family, you know, originally a, a gift to the the mother and the daughter. And then the kid walks away. He's like, I hope you know that, you know, the kids just, the whole group just beat up the little kid. He says, I hope you know those are the kids who just beat me up. He says, I know that. He says, well, then why'd you give a mom and Lydia's cotton candy? He says, because it looked like they hadn't been given anything in a long time.
That is the expression of common grace. And that is what common grace is. Whether or not we are righteous, whether or not we are good in the world, whether or not we are really truly on God, you know, on board with God's plan, we still need to exhibit common grace. And the unredeemed people still receive the common grace of the good things that come down from the life of God and the Christians. That is common grace. Hopefully this helped that out. Thanks for coming along. You can, of course, follow along on any of the social media sites. I'll have those on the screen down there now. Head on over to the website, also to ourwalkinchrist.com for more information, resources, uh, books, or anything else that you might like to see. Thanks for coming along, and I hope that you enjoy your daily walk in our Lord. Thank you for tuning in. Our Walk in Christ podcast is a listener-supported presentation. For more information about how you can help, check out ourwalkinchrist.com forward slash support or our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Tom M. That's T-O-M-M. Digital and paperback books are available on several online bookstores or at our website. Once again, the website is ourwalkinchrist.com.